Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of our program today. We are going to join our candlelight service at Gateway Church. You're going to hear O Holy Night and a special message from me today about Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us, and I pray you have a very, very Merry Christmas. It has been called the greatest story ever told. Many have heard the story of Christmas and how Jesus was born. But why was he born? The morning after Jesus was born, Joseph may have risen from an exhausted sleep and seen the ominous sight of Herod's palace casting a shadow towards Bethlehem. Did he realize the symbolism? In the same way, this child was born in the shadow of this evil empire trying to find and kill him. This little infant he had delivered with his own hands the night before would one day stretch out his hands to deliver us all. His purpose was certain. Jesus came to deliver us. But there is more to this story. Jesus did not come only to save us. He also came to tell us the truth. As a young boy, he was found in the Jewish temple, speaking with the teachers there and asking them questions to draw out the truth. As he grew up, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and all people. He spent his days in worship and studying the scriptures. He knew who he was and why he had come. Jesus came to tell those in his community the truth. Jesus went to the local synagogue one Sabbath day. Opening the scroll, he began to read from the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news. That day, Jesus declared he was the Messiah the people had been waiting for. Jesus came to tell those who worship God the truth. He started to travel. People had never heard anyone talk about God this way or seen such amazing miracles. Some towns didn't want him to leave. His response to them affirmed his mission. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. It was clear to see Jesus came to tell people who did not know God the truth. The most repeated phrase Jesus said was, I tell you the truth. The group of men who traveled with Jesus had heard him say those words countless times. As their time together came to an end, Jesus summed up the message he wanted them to carry to the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Commissioning them to tell others, Jesus came to tell the disciples the truth. Tried and tortured, 
Jesus hung on a cross moments away from crossing into the unknown realm the people of this world had never seen. As a man dying next to him uttered but a few words of belief, Jesus responded, Today you will be with me in paradise. That sentence still echoes through the hearts of all who hear it, resounding that Jesus came to tell those about to die the truth. He was placed lifeless in a tomb carved out of a cave, much like the one in which he was born. For three days, there was only silence. From the cave to the grave, every claim Jesus made was now on trial, and death demanded a verdict. But Jesus didn't just claim to tell the truth. He proved it. As suddenly as Jesus broke through eternity and entered the world as a man, he broke through death and rose again. Jesus came to prove he is the truth. The next page is yours. What you will believe is yours to choose. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. As you decide, may you heed these words. Jesus came to tell you the truth. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, and welcome to our candlelight service. I would have to say this has got to be one of my most favorite services that we do all year. I love our candlelight service. But I just want to tell you about a, a tradition that's developed around our home at Christmas. The first thing that happened was as our kids got older, uh, we realized that we were buying them gifts that maybe they didn't always want the gift that we thought they wanted. And so we started setting an amount and they could buy their own gift with that amount. So we knew it would be something that they wanted. The only problem was we only had three kids. Those three then got married. So my Christmas budget doubled in just a few years to six. Those six then have nine children together, which makes grandchildren. So our three turned into 15. So my Christmas budget is now five. Well, I'm probably digressing here. I probably need some counseling for this area of my life. But anyway, we, with the grandkids, we kind of also developed this little thing. They were too young to just give an amount of money to. So we started buying them what we call a primary gift every year. And for all of the grandkids, it's become for one of the years, um, a, a gaming system like a Nintendo or PlayStation or something like that. But I remember the very first grandchild, Debbie and I go to buy, this is back when you used to go to stores. Remember you used to go to stores and not just order online. But anyway, so we're in the store and this gaming system's $1.99 or $2.99, whatever it was. And I thought, well, that's good. That's a good budget. But then she said, but we also have to buy an extra controller 
because it only comes with one. So, uh, you know, she wouldn't be able to play with her friends and uh, or her cousins. And so then she said, and we also need uh, an SD card so that she can save the games. And then we, we also have to buy some games. And well, there went the budget. Here's what I realized though as I thought about this. You buy the primary gift and you have the other gifts, but they just kind of aid the primary gift. But what if you had just the other gifts, the extra controller, the SD card, the games, all that, but not the primary gift? I think that's the way we go about Christmas sometime. We forget about the primary gift. We talk about Christmas as a time of love and joy and peace and giving, and it is. But the reason it's about love and about giving is because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The reason it's about peace and joy is because this son shall be to you great joy. This gift is for you and the whole world, and his name is the Prince of Peace. So I just want to remind you, Christmas is about love and giving and peace and joy. But that's because God gave the primary gift. All of those don't really work without the primary gift. And the primary gift is Jesus. And not just Jesus as a babe born and put in a manger, or as Jesus who died on the cross for our sins, but Jesus who is our savior and our friend and our prince of peace even when we've gone through difficult times. This year, Debbie and I lost some friends to COVID. Last year, I lost my mother. Christmas sometimes can be a very difficult time, but that's when we need to remind ourselves of the primary gift that God gave at Christmas, and that is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you, if you've never received God's primary gift, not just his love, his joy, his peace, and all that is a part of it, but his son. I want to encourage you to receive God's primary gift to you this Christmas, Jesus Christ. I love you guys so much. And I want to again say, Merry, Merry Christmas.
sing this together. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains.
I don't know where you are today in your process of God birthing Jesus in you, you carrying him in your life every day, and you delivering him to a lost and hurting world. But wherever you are, God loves you. God is leading you, and God will complete in you the miracle which he started. It's absolutely a wonderful promise from God's word that God who is faithful will finish, will complete what he began in our lives. And I pray that for you. And I pray also that you have a very, very blessed Christmas and a blessed new year. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you next time. We're so glad you joined us for today's special Christmas program. From the Immaculate Conception to the Star of Bethlehem and the wise men and prophecies that foretold it all, we know you'll be encouraged and uplifted by Pastor Robert's Christmas Collection as you discover in a deeper and more personal way the story of our Savior's birth. So today as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll send you the Christmas Collection on CD or as an audio download. Just visit us at PastorRobert.com and request your copy today. We especially want to thank you for your continued generous financial and prayer support of Pastor Robert Morris Ministries. Because of you, we have been able to share God's Word through our television program in 190 countries and our radio program across the United States. Be sure to visit us at PastorRobert.com to request your copy of the Christmas Collection and make your special end-of-the-year gift. We hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year.
Because Jesus loves pure light, has come into the world to become one of us. His light now shines through each and one of us as we embrace him. You may now blow out your candles.
Throughout the Bible, the number seven appears repeatedly to signify completeness or perfection. It's no wonder that God heralded the entry of His Son into the world with seven unique prophetic words that still speak to us today. These words are gifts He wants to give each one of us as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. The seven words of Christmas is sure to be a blessing enjoyed by the whole family.